It's a good show. Hey, race fans. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's Dan Harmon. Well, what I heard from listening to it is I shouldn't say, and this is Jessica Gao, because it's like, then you're like, Oh, sorry. Invisible. I missed my cue. Should we start over? Hey, it's Dan Harmon. And Jessica Gao. Okay, so uh, we are uh, uh, on episode two. You're about to listen to it of uh, Whining Wogs. I think this is the one where we talk about Charlottesville. Charlottesville had just happened, right? Yeah, it had happened the day before. Uh, so, I, you know, Jessica was like, let's edit that, the Charlottesville part out, because it's dated and we don't actually... We just recap it. We don't. Yeah. We, we don't. didn't really <laughs> make any insightful we, commentary about it. Yeah, but I was like, well, but, but yeah, who wants to edit? That's hard. Yeah. So this is a stereotype about white people you don't know. We're very lazy. Um, and uh, we have. We and love, it gave me a lot of anxiety because as a stereotypical Asian overachiever, I wanted everything to be perfect. I had no idea that was a thing. Uh, don't see the world through that lens. Uh, <laughs> enjoy episode two. Is this also, is this the one where we touch on... Uh, 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 people coming at the female writers and Rick and Morty, or yes, yes. Okay, cool. So this one's chock full of fun. Um, yeah, if you love Nazis and trolls, you might notice uh, one of my things in listening to the first three is, uh, oh, but you guys keep saying like we don't know statistics on this or that. We should find that out. I agree. I listened to the first three and I was like, you know what we need? We need a producer who, if we say how many how many women writers are staffed on shows right now, let you know, let's get the statistics on that. We're going to bring in a producer by the time episode four is where we won't have to ask those questions over and over again. We'll have somebody that goes five <laughs> and and. Or just anything where we ask so that hopefully there's some progress forward. We're not pretending we're going to actually accomplish anything with this show, but but we are. We would we shouldn't talk about the same things over and over yeah. again and, and and act like it's weird that we don't know answers. Basically, we know that we were rambling and kind of doing this wild, and uh, and we're we've learned from that, and we're gonna be professional now. <laughs> uh, yeah, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting Wong's is easy when you have friends that sounded racist. This song should end. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's episode two, and we're still not sure how, how we're going to start. <laughs> we haven't. We haven't. We don't have yeah. any official beginning to our yeah. podcast, and we don't. We don't know what we're doing or why. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we have no mission statement. Sort of? We kind of do? Did I we think, have one I, last I, time? I think it has something to do with, we're two writers, mm. so regardless of the gaps that divide us, yes. you being a China lady. <laughs> That's the technical term, the scientific term. And me being a, uh, a white an, an Aryan, uh, an Aryan. Uh, warrior. <laughs> Uh, I, we, we, we don't, we're both writers. We're both, regardless of how hard we worked. I mean, I like to say I built myself out of dirt without permission. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I didn't go to no Harvard or Yale. I didn't, I didn't fetch Gary Shandling sandwiches and work my way up through anything. I fucking came out to LA with a dollar and I, I may as well be ch- a Chinese woman for as hard as I worked. <laughs> um, but put a pin in that debate, but, but, but like, we're both writers. We've both achieved, we got a, we got kind of a cushy life. We're not we're not dodging tear gas canisters in it's Baltimore, true. and we're not uh, picking any uh, 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 crops or uh, or working in a textile factory, and we're not uh, we're not in a trailer shooting meth. But we're sit- so we're sitting out here in L.A. 
and we write the things that those people watch. Yeah. Uh, and and then uh, they tweet angrily at us. Yeah, and so and and and, and so and so I think I think that this podcast, I, I, despite its just recreational glibness, it has our permission to be anything we want. But for now, I'm pitching the idea that it has something to do with our trying to figure out what we're supposed to do as writers. Yeah, to be good people, entertaining. <laughs> Uh, 300 million people, 8 billion people. Uh-huh. Uh, like what, what our that, responsibilities that's, are. That's our goal of downloads, 8, 8 billion. If we have accountability, if we have responsibilities, if we, you know, like what, 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 yeah, what, 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 what we can do to, to be on the right side of, uh, hopefully a, a, a non-apocalyptic timeline. Yeah. Should, but, I mean, sh- should, should we do our int- an intro, an intro? <laughs> You mean like every week, like we say the same thing when we when we start? But oh, no, I just mean like, should we introduce ourselves? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I'm 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 Adolf Hitler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I'm Dan Harmon. I, I, I and this is uh, 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 Jessica Gao. Yeah, that's me. I'm I'm Jessica Gao, and that was Dan Harmon. Right. And this is Whiting Wong. Did I did I man mansplain the introduction? <laughs> you mansplained my name. <laughs> uh, that was the that was the introduction equivalent of like ordering for me at a restaurant. Yeah, it's classy. <laughs> that that that's the takeaway. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely the takeaway. Um. So as we're recording this, not as it's airing, uh, like the Charlottesville thing just went down. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to this in the year 2020 or something, um, which is the year it's going to be released finally, right? I, I to just to refresh you, there was a there was a kerfuffle. I think it's officially classified as in Charlottesville. Yeah, that's for, the official classification for a Nazi rally. Uh, they were take they were remo- removing the statue of Robert E. Lee, so Nazis showed up. Yeah, so people that don't like Nazis showed up. The Nazis had a permit. The people that don't like Nazis didn't have a permit to not like Nazis. The Nazis were, I think, initially just permitted to beat people while the police watched. I mean, this is getting into politics. Like, look, I'm a fucking liberal. I don't like Nazis. I don't even care if I spread a lie that's not true. Fuck you. You're a Nazi. Whatever. That's that has nothing to do with 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 the the purview of this podcast. But I'm just reviewing. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not Edward R. Murrow. I'm not gonna objectively recount the events. As far as I understand it, a bunch of Nazis showed up and then uh, did that thing where they troll people by being Nazis and wait for people to throw the first punch, and then uh, then when they do, also a bunch of white like militia guys in like full camo uh, and just semi-automatic like guns like walk just all filed in as if they were the riot police but they were there to intimidate and to yeah uh protect nazis yeah i mean i and really digest that in case you haven't already that the, that that the like when a school shooting happens when 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 a bank robbery happens like the like just 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 you know hey 
do this exercise. Change the race. Change the head headwear of the uh, of of a bunch of guys showing up in full fucking Kevlar with assault rifles and and uh, and Janet Jackson uh, head 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 radios. Um, yeah, like they're gonna play Call of Duty, but with real people. And 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 the police absolutely just standing down. I have no idea what the ordinances are about about guns in that city. Maybe it's technically okay to like walk down the street with an assault rifle. Yeah. But what we do know is that the police did nothing. Um, and that, and that then they then later issued a, a statement saying, um, uh, uh, well, the reason we did nothing is because those guys were like an army. So what we what I'm going to go ahead and glean from that is that the chief of police in that city is a Nazi. <laughs> because I don't think that they looked like an army would be yeah. a reasonable excuse if they were black. So anyways, like, but is that this podcast isn't about that. However, we're sitting here with it, it fresh on our minds. Yeah. And I, I and there is it, it, so it's worth addressing just to say, look, we're two people drinking vodka and kind of just goofing around verbally about the role of screenwriters in 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 these turbulent times. I, it, it, I guess it doesn't matter. Well, why are you listening if you're judging? But. but <laughs> But I also just want to say, like, again, I, I hate to say I told you so, but, but like, the, the whoever smelt it, dealt it, millennial, let's not talk about people like they're different. Let's, let's just wait for people to sound awkward and then point at them and scream at them until they get fired or whatever. It, it, it's a methodology that you can say it worked or didn't work, but in any, in any case, working or not working now has us here. And I'm 44, and I can tell you, kids, uh, when I was your age, <laughs> there was the occasional KKK rally that you heard about in a swamp in Florida, and it was always it was always neat news. It was like a human interest piece. It was like a kitten in a tree. Oh my god, the KKK had a rally, and it was crazy, and a guy showed up, and like uh, he got stabbed or whatever. It's like, but there's always the appropriate amount of shame. There's always the appropriate amount of denial and labyrinthine verbal discourse about like, well, the KKK isn't, this isn't your mom's KKK. We're not saying we should hang anybody. We're just hanging out and like uh, handing out hoods and talking about uh, different views. And now this is open swastikas and people saying Heil Trump, giving the Heil Hitler salute, marching. Um, So whatever. I guess that's just me saying... Again, fuck everybody that ever told me that I'm the problem for saying, hey, (laughs) here we go. Here's the real. We're getting to the heart of this rant now. Yeah. Yeah. Because 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 the other method isn't working. Like guys like me, I think, just need to say, like, I recognize race. I see it. I see it everywhere. I'm sitting across from a Chinese person. I, that's crazy. I have a million questions. What? You, yeah. Why don't you have an accent? That's weird. That's wonderful. Can I touch your hair? What's going on? <laughs> I, I, I feel like that's maybe that's self-serving, but but well, like, no. I think that the only people who don't want to talk about race and the kind of people who say, "Oh, I don't see race. I'm colorblind," are people who live comfortably enough where shit doesn't affect them. So yeah, of course, it's easy for you to deny like that race exists because you're not at the receiving end of the like you know, of the race, everything. Yeah. And let's even extend that beyond financial class privilege. Like maybe you're poor and you're Mm -hmm. a nice, smart white person and you just emotionally and socially have the option of not 
talking about it and want to keep it that way because that's comfortable. Yeah. Because that because you haven't gotten fired yet and you haven't you, you it, it, to all of those people I say you're in it now. Like you're you're talking about race whether you like it or not. Like yeah, or, you can't or, or, deny. I mean, we live in a world where there is racism and there are different races and you can't you're not doing it any favors by saying I don't see race. You know, the politeness isn't working. The the and also it's not polite because like that's stupid. It's so asinine to say like I'm colorblind. I don't see race. It's like you're telling me you're you're looking at me and you can't tell that I'm not white. Like that's fucking dumb. Ah, <sighs> thank God! Finally, finally, someone I can just sit in a room with and just notice their <laughs> just, race. I just notice. Yeah, I mean, every other sentence you say, God, you're, you're a Chinese woman. God, your eyes. <laughs> your, uh, your different eyes. My my different eyes. Um, uh, I, 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 uh, all right. So so, anyways, yeah, whatever. I we're babbling. I, I we're not gonna not babble. But but okay. Well, should we come around to something? Okay. So last week, did I learn anything? I I I, I kind of felt like the the takeaway was that uh, writers of color on uh, on TV shows, um, it's good for them to uh, to kind of like if they have the opportunity to follow their natural maybe. Um, prideful instinct whatever you'd call it like to 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 represent to to say in your example well this therapist could be oh yes this is a great thing to talk about because now uh since the last our last episode pickle rick uh has uh aired Mm -hmm. and there's been a lot of discussion by the little nazis about it um, but also just like sh- shitty, uh, I, you know, I don't want to lump all the shitty people who uh, have been harassing the female writers on the show as Nazis because some of them are just misogynists. Um, some of them might be 15 and like just as I was when I was very young, like kind of in this in this kind of like hatchling mode of like, well, wait a minute. Isn't it unfair to if you if you do this then won't it lead to that like uh, which is uh, for some of those kids uh some of those kids turn into me um and 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 and, and some of them turn into Mitch McConnell some of them turn into fucking goose stepping like yeah, beyond or hope Jeff nazis Sessions, but you know but I, I mean i the idea that that there's no hope for a person that is uh, rubbing you the wrong way to be a different kind of person. The idea that there's just different kinds of people and some of them are racist. Like it, 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 that's a, that's a dystopic uh, to me. That's like the end game. Like, like then I go like, well then, then we're fucked. Like, 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 so we're just going to like find all the racists and stamp them out. Like, yeah, there's like probably a concentrated group of people that you're never going to change. Some of like most notably, like after a certain amount of years of your life, like you're just not comfortable having people fucking change everything about the your neurology. Um, sure. I mean, there's been there's been a lot of debate amongst us uh, members of the Rick and Morty crew and also the ladies of Rick and Morty. About, like, how to handle stuff like that, how to handle these trolls and stuff. Because on the one hand, you have a lot of trolls coming after us saying, like, 
you know, you women are, it's hilarious because they're like, you women are ruining the show. Um, why don't you give the show back to Dan and Justin? Like, as if we, new, newly minted Brick and Morty writers, somehow marched into the writer's room, like, locked you and Justin out, and then just completely took over the show, and nobody on this, like, huge network of people who work on it and are a part of the show and are yeah. in charge of putting it on the air had anything to say about it. Well, I hope you know, in case this needs to be said, like, I hope you know that there's a reason why I don't bother to like front and center like issue a press release yeah. where I go hey because that actually I think works to our disadvantage I see I I feel like what we're doing is functionally trolling um the kind of alt right Rick and Morty fan by by not but if we if we if I publicly come out and say hey um everybody check out these episodes written by a woman yeah. now suck my dick like <laughs> Um, it, it, then, then they have the luxury yeah. of saying, why are you bringing that up? Yeah. You well, brought sure. it up. I mean, yes. Whereas the, if I yeah. say, here's a great, here's a new episode of Rick and Morty and it's fucking good. And then it says written by Linda. Silk. <laughs> <laughs> Linda Penny uh, Ruffles. Um, and, <laughs> and. A very common female only last name. And I like watching them twist sure. with that i like watching the the people who are like the 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 weird part of it is that then there's this other like writer's edict where you can't assume that what your craft is like empirically good so it's like yeah it's different from from like scientifically being able to go surprise this episode is scientifically absolutely inarguably of equal quality to the ones that you loved all you can do there is just go, man, come on. I think these are good episodes. Yeah. Well, our raging debate was like how to handle this. Like on the one hand, do you even address it at all? Because obviously most of them are like 15 year olds who want attention, you know, and they're just trying to get a rise. I mean, these, it's all, it's all people who have like three followers. So they just created account literally that morning in order to like, you know, lob like, uh, shit at you. Um, but on the other hand, you know, uh, the other side of it is like, well, should you say something because you can't constantly let people like that get away with things because, you know, th- th- there should be repercussions. And Yeah, I mean, my theory yeah. is that you guys should tell them to suck your dicks. And yeah. I, I, But I don't know. How do you feel about that? Because I saw the Erica, you know, I yeah. saw a screenshot of her. Um, telling a guy to, yeah, yeah. Like, suck, well, she said suck your own dick, but yeah. I, so what, 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 let's 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 first of all address that. Like, what, so what if you ladies just every time those guy those guys like write to you and say you're ruining the show? What if you just said go fuck yourself, suck yeah. my dick? I mean, I was of the I, I how I'd been approaching it was just like what? Why am I going to get into? Why am I going to waste my time acknowledging like people who don't make cool shit? You mm-hmm. know. Like, because that's the thing. Like, ultimately, it's like, what do I give a fuck? Like, this is some, this dude is mad because he can never in a million years, like, have this job that he wants that I am occupying, you know? And, uh. Another thing he can't do. Yeah. And also because he's, it's because uh, even if he weren't so cowardly that he would actually try to do what he loves to like shit on other people for doing like he couldn't do it he'd be dumb his yeah. his his neurology would be inferior which is an actual genuine form of elitism that i might get behind which is that there's such a thing as fucking stupid people that are born stupid and can't get smarter <laughs> uh-huh. no matter how many books they bang against their dumb tiny head sure <laughs> um, but I don't, I'm not sure how I feel I about that. I mean, if that. that's how they're reading, I but, uh, mean, they're, that's their first problem. Well, that's, that's, a, you, you, you know, you cut the arts funding and like, you know, how are they going to get exposed to any alternative ways to take in information? They, they, but, but, um, 
the, but the interest, yeah. And so I guess that's the thing. I guess that I, I'm answering my own question, which is, well, if you simply say "suck my dick," mm-hmm. oh, fuck off. Um, you're not being quite funny enough. I think. Yeah. I think. I think that the biggest, the most important thing to that I'm always reminding myself of, and often failing to do, when I'm when I'm like just bristled and successfully trolled by some asshole. Um, I, I sometimes I forget. Like you know, you gotta stay funny. Like you have to. Yeah. Like like even if you're just responding to the person. On so that's not necessarily like a public part of your timeline, but it's like it's still people are gonna like browse threads, and if you're having a if you're having a conversation with an asshole that it's possible at all for anyone to read, every time you are the smarter, funnier person, um, it's a victory because there's someone reading it going. Like, oh, I don't want to be that other person in this exchange. I don't, even if that person is echoing things that they feel, like, you know, you're 15 and you just don't, you haven't dated enough and, and gotten high enough to, like, like think anything other than some weird, uh, misguided Vulcan like shit about uh, women and people of color or whatever. Like, if in if you witness an exchange in a comment section or a Twitter thing where one person is venting your spleen, saying like ah, you women suck and they're not funny and no everyone's afraid to say it because like if you take a real good that's what we're all hiding well the women and you're like you're thinking like this guy's this guy's saying what I'm thinking but if the other person is a woman or a person of color and they're like hilarious in responding to the person it's like. Yeah. I mean, so that's interesting because what you're what you're talking about is the uh the the fallout effect of of like how it affects other people who are watching yeah. this. And because we when we were debating about what to do, we were only thinking about how do you put that guy right. who's making the comment in his place or I can say, or yeah. is it possible? That person's a performer. That yeah. person and has no ma- volunteered yes. for a magic yeah. act. And also no matter what, I think that by acknowledging them, they've already gotten the satisfaction they wanted, which was to get some sort of reaction out mm-hmm. of you and to know that they occupy like your mental real estate, you know? Something that I've noticed, I, I'll do, I, two two anecdotal observations. I, I, Alison Bree on Community um, uh, at the craft service table, uh, season one, um, uh, looking for cream to put in her coffee. And, uh, another gentleman who I will give his anonymity, um, uh, famous for his, <laughs> his ability to control the room by, rubbing people the wrong way and and shocking people and all this other stuff like very, very knee jerk like responds to uh Alison Brie looking for cream for her coffee by offering his semen mm-hmm. um Alison Brie without batting an eye responds affirmatively says yeah get it in there put it in there Let's whip it out put put your cum in there the the aforementioned uh, legend uh, shrinks in a way that I've never seen. Recedes, stops talking about it. No more joking. Now, I, and I want to interject with that. Like, I'm definitely not suggesting this is what you should do, ladies. Like, no fucking way am I saying that. I'm saying that Alison Brie 
that's her choice. That's her style. She's comfortable doing that. Mm-hmm. She like poses in, you know, like, like she owns her sexuality. She's not, she's not, she, 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 she has different like confidences and things. And like, that's what she did. I'm only pointing out that when she did that, the effect that it had is very noteworthy. And, and one more anecdote is just that I'm going out currently with uh, my girlfriend is 12 years younger than me. She's especially relative to me, incredibly attractive. Um, and um, I can confirm this. There's a and she's a writer. And uh, I Instagram pictures of her and I I'll say I love my girlfriend. And there's always going to be a certain amount of uh, she's a gold digger. She wouldn't be with you if you weren't rich. Um, she's too hot for you. Um, uh, uh, or if I'll, I'll, I'll uh, you know, put a, a picture of me standing next to her at a march in a in a in a T-shirt that says nasty woman. And be like, oh, how much how much how much did you have to suck your dick in order to convince you to cuck out? and wear that shirt you know just okay so you can imagine so like cody like she tends to respond to those guys if they like if she bothers to she does the allison brie route where she kind of like she she yes ands their dumb juvenile bullshit and i've also noticed in those contexts that those guys that that is the shortest route to the end of the fucking garbage it doesn't redeem that person. It doesn't turn them into a liberal. But it, what it does is it just like there's no, that that bee goes away. There's pollen elsewhere that it that it can find, and the pollen is people getting aggravated and, and engaging them as if they're intellectual equals. Yeah, um, I think that's the worst thing to do is to get to get into like a Twitter flame war with, as if because that's ultimately what they're looking for. Yeah, as if there's some fucking point to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we so we both agree that if a if a if a troll were to write to Erica Rosby and say you're a you're a cunt and you um you're a you're and that means you're a bad writer because there's a hole where your dick's supposed to be and you took over Rick and Morty and you made it bad, etc. That's probably not 140 characters, but if Erica were to say um uh you should be ashamed of yourself talking to a woman this way have some respect for the that 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 is like it's it's like the the implication there is that there's some kind of adversarial Lincoln Douglas right. battle yeah, of yeah, the yeah. fucking brains happening yeah and uh yeah one thing that i i'm 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 always annoyed by people saying don't feed the trolls mm-hmm. like i don't i'm not saying that that's invalid i just i get annoyed by it because sure you want there to be some consequences you want them to be shamed because you know like when a kid throws a fucking tantrum or does something bad to try to get attention you're supposed to discipline them you know yeah. i mean i was i i, I was listening to uh, cody listens to this podcast reply all which is just about internet culture. Mm-hmm. And um, they were talking about the uh, dog. We, what is the account that rates dogs? Do- rate dog rates? We rate dogs or dog? What? Fuck, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't have my references. But it's an account that that very innocently and sincerely, but also like tongue and cheekily, it's, it's conceit is that it rates cute dogs. Uh-huh. So if you send them pictures of cute dogs or they find cute pictures of dogs, but it, 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 it always, it gives every dog an 11 to 14 rating, like out of one out to of 10. 10. Like it's, yeah. it's just like every dog gets an 11 or a 12 or, and, uh, and there was a, there was a famous exchange where a guy wrote in and said, a guy wrote to them and said, like, you're, 
your rating system is bullshit. Like, just, like, like, at least admit that it's bullshit. And, like, and it's very serious and really, yeah. very, like, really trying to take. Yeah, he went there for a serious dog rating system. And 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 it was widely agreed that the probably one of the funniest things in the last ten years of the internet was the dog rating account responding to the guy saying like, "But every dog gets like a, 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 an eleven or higher. It makes no sense." And then the the response being, "They're good dogs, Brent." <laughs> something like that. I I know I'm butchering that. That's probably right. that's not the other thing. But it was like something along those lines and it was like now here's the thing. That's not Groucho Marx. That's not uh that's not like incredibly clever like wordplay. Like that's not that's not Tina Fey. That's not uh it, 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 it's just it, it 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 comedy sometimes is actually like just lateral fucking like straight manning someone who has so is putting so much energy into the vaudeville act of your exchange somebody climbs up on stage and is wearing a gorilla costume and they're dancing and spinning and jumping and frothing um the funniest thing to do probably isn't uh, a bigger gorilla costume a tappier dance uh, it's probably just to say something like right uh got milk I don't know. <laughs> yeah well what i resent is that the idea that then i have to expend mental energy exactly you know because I mean, there's. I would literally rather do anything else than 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 use the time that I normally would get paid for to come up with a a comeback. But I, I totally. I I mean, I agree. I think that that having a having the smartest, funniest comeback is the best way to shame shame a troll. And you know? and shame shame them and all. And and but more more importantly, like use convert their energy into potentially. Um, uh, beneficial energy because you cast them as the knock knock in a who's there and and you and so you're converting like the kind of energy that is designed to hurt women people you mentioned some guy saying for example there's not enough elliot rogers uh, like i mean come on and and, and, and like like and and there was the allegedly comedic i don't even know did you see that the woman that got killed in charlottesville did have you seen the article the troll article that's written as like explaining that she was a fat slut no because i think the unspoken part of that is by the way oh this was a liberal victory that this woman was white and that actually like most facebook photos like she looks real cute and then i think i think the unspoken part of it was like Come on, she wasn't that hot. Right. You know, like, this isn't that much of a liberal victory. Right. We don't want to fuck this woman that we killed. Right. Um, but anyways, I mean, I'll put a pin in that. But, 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 like, the article was, like, it was like, yeah, she was a fat slut and she, um, and she was 32 and she didn't have any kids, which means that she was definitely a bird. Like, it was like, it's, it's just this, like, thing where, uh, anyways, I, I don't want to get distracted by this stuff. I'm just, like, I, what I'm saying is, the fucking energies that come at you, the higher you rise above it, the, 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 the more Jack the Ripper, these like trolling attempts are going to be like, they're never going to stop. There's never going to be a high point where you're so high up in the air that they're like, I can't reach you. They're going to be like, they will just, they will, they will bust out N words and C words and, 
and 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 just literally tell you that they're going to kill you and rape you and and all this stuff like they they'll do it because they're they're what they're trying to do because they're not funny they're trying to make you write their punchline there that's just occurring to me i'm very proud of myself like that yeah, is that, that's, that's what this trolling what thing is. is yeah this for you know these 4chan guys like sometimes you want to like fucking actually admire them a little bit when they're like, getting a rise out of Shia LaBeouf like it, it, it because it, that, that's the tough thing is when is when you have to admit that uh th- well, that, that what well, they what that the tactic often works yeah like, and 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 then we and then that's when we start to get paradoxically like I think self-destructive because we don't want to give them that and we don't want to say but like I think the key is it's like no you're being a hack you're trying to like like get me to finish your comedy but like just laying out there as a fart if somebody says they they want to rape you and stick your chinese head on a pike and like fuck your parents and whatever they try to do to get a rise out of you it's like i think probably 99 times out of 100 probably your best choice especially if you don't feel like it is not responding i'm definitely not recommending like oh you know what jessica you should work a little harder you should <laughs> yeah i should start workshopping some of my comebacks you should, you should really try to overcome the fucking disgust and anger that that causes and like sit and craft a really nice punchline for us no i don't i don't mean that at all but 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 i i, I like i think that these people come at you with so much energy that um if you're in a good mood and if and if it's like if you view it as what it is which is performance um you know it, it's like pretty simple sometimes to just go get a load of this guy <laughs> like um like 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 oh like 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 i, I you know i the rules of thumb including like the longer they talk, the less you talk. Like it's gonna go. Okay, I don't know. I don't know what my point is. I, 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 I we we're on this topic now yeah. of that it has nothing to do with race and everything to well, do with let's, gender. Let's bring it back to race, okay. um, because a really popular topic of conversation amongst the the commenters about Pickle Rick is that I uh, ob- so clearly inserted myself into the episode by making Dr. Wong an Asian woman and making her be the one to kind of put Rick in his place. So obviously this is an ego trip on my behalf because Dr. Wong is me. Right, okay. Which is really interesting to me because, uh, you know, Dr. Wong is a conscious choice. Like, I wanted to... I made her an Asian woman because I wanted to give an Asian actor a role and I wanted Rick and Morty to have an Asian character for, for once. And uh, And I think it's really funny because... You know, I mean, they don't say that about literally any white guy who writes for the show who writes a white guy character, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, if I were a white guy and Dr. and Dr. Wong was a white guy, if it was Dr. Johnson, like no one would ever think that I was inserting myself in. You know, nobody thinks that you're inserting yourself in to like any of any number of incidental white guy characters. And it's only because, you know, I'm an Asian woman and I, there is an Asian woman. I mean, I mean, but it also goes to show how few Asian female characters there are out in TV, in the TV world, that that's the kind of attention it draws. Yeah, well, what if you were to go back in time to season two where there were no female writers, but you were to go back in time and take the episode where we did our first interdimensional cable and um, and said not only was this written by a woman – but um, 
actually, let's say, oh, well, Justin improvised all the fun ball fondler stuff and the uh, the other stuff was written by Linda Panty Ruffles. And, and also, in addition to that, what if you what if the show was so popular at that time that there were press releases and interviews about how you were so excited that your first female writer was going to write your first thing and that it, you know and if you kids out there are going to try to pretend that this isn't a thing like like then 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 you're fucked and your only hope is to fucking entertain humor me for a second and assume maybe this is the case even though you don't know it you fucking know that you read and heard about articles during that two-year wait between season two and three, how excited everybody was that the glass ceiling was being cracked and moved and shattered, that Rick and Morty, the very male uh, juvenile poo-poo diarrhea laser beam show was going to have not only some female writers, but a whole shit ton of them um, to the point where it represented the population of Earth. Um, you know you fucking read that first, and you know goddamn well that you viewed the episode through that lens. And so when the therapist was named Dr. Wong, when there was therapy involved at all, when it, it, you know that it was a backward process for you, you know, otherwise you're just a person that enjoyed the episode. And I, 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 and I, I just fucking like, you can deny that all you want. But the, and the reason why I'm not saying that in public on my Twitter feed is because, to circle that back, is because then we become the setup to their punchline. Um, or, or it, it, it's like we clown ourselves. If, if we just sit there and go, what? It's Rick and Morty. We hired some writers. Here's another episode. Oh, here's the writers. Um, and, and, you know, you're the asshole. You're the clown when you come out of the woodwork. Now, by contrast, hey, you know what? I haven't seen the new Ghostbusters yet. I'm kind of like one of those people that's like, this is what, that was a little obnoxious. Sony announcing that, like, oh, female go, but it was it just all seemed the marketing. Needless. I mean, the marketing for that was was horrendous. It was a setup for a failure, mm-hmm. especially if it wasn't going to be the best fucking Ghostbusters movie in all of time. So, I'm not doing that. Uh, you know what I am doing is. Like I'm, I'm just. <laughs> we're doing the the Rick and Morty show after it, and there is a black lesbian uh, woman uh, uh, hosting it, and there are sometimes no white people up there, and there are sometimes all women up there, and that is not. That was no more a conscious choice than def- preventing it would have been conscious. I just fucking love it. I do nothing to prevent it. It shakes down that way. And yeah, if you if you are a, if you're one of the weirdest Nazis ever that is listening to this far into this <laughs> podcast, um, yeah, I'm trolling you. Like I, I like not by I didn't I didn't strategically engineer it, but I definitely saw it coming. I knew that when there were no, I, I because I'm able to run a racist simulator with my white brain. Believe me. Um, I, I, and and I, I'm able to run a misogynistic simulator. I've seen this coming forever. And I've been relishing it and waiting and also dreading it because it means that these the, the, the season three episodes have to be fucking better than season two. Now, that's such a you can't. Yeah, that's the part where my, I'm vulnerable because I'm like, I, I can't say that. I can't recognize that to the point where I could actually engineer this. Because if you were to scientifically accomplish like the best thing ever, you know, you, what you would do is you would. You would keep everything quiet 
silent, anonymous, you would make the best episode season of Rick and Morty. You'd release the episodes. You'd wait the entire season. You'd somehow keep it blind. And then you'd say, did you like that best season of Rick and Morty ever? Do you want to meet the writers? And you'd bring them all out with bags on their heads and then lift the bags up. That that would be the theoretically like thing that you would do if your whole goal was to somehow move society right. forward. It was never that. That's not why <laughs> goal, <laughs> the goal of making Rick and Morty good is hard enough. So, and, it, and, it, and it's also an important thing to because we didn't we didn't go. Oh, let's be let's have good optics on the show, like by hiring half women. It just panned out that way. We just got a shit ton of like female writer submissions. And, well, I mean, but here's the thing: you have to ask for those because, like. Because that's the other thing, too. I mean, this goes back to what we were talking about in the previous episode about the myth of the meritocracy, because people love to say, like, don't hire people because they're women or for diversity reasons, like hire them because it's the best, they're the best, you know, person for the job. But that's, but the thing is, there are all these levels of gatekeeping that they're not seeing. I mean, just even putting aside, like, uh, you know, uh, opportunity and, uh, class and race, like in, in growing up and getting to the point where you can even try to pursue writing. Um, there's the fact that, like, you know, like who gets representation? I mean, you're, you're never gonna be able to get a, a professional writing job with, like, on a show like Rick and Morty without being represented by an agent or a manager. And those people, like, agents and managers have, dozens and dozens and dozens of clients and they can only submit so many people for a a job opening and generally speaking they're going to look at their roster and be like oh rick and morty i'm going to submit this white guy because i think that that's what they're about and i think that that's who's going to have the best chance of getting hired i don't want to waste the slot on this like you know asian female writer because she's probably the chances of her getting on the show are way, way lesser i'm going to submit 15 white guys instead you know well it's also if you're an agent i mean forgive me if you're an agent and you're listening to this but like you're an agent at a huge agency and your job is to move and shake and there's an art to your agency and it's like fucking you're 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 surviving in your gigantic agency world like you you have you have hot up and coming female writers like you connect those dots you go like i'm i'm dating a 32 year old like like female writer with a hot spec that like it's it's kind of unavoidable it's almost like they're they're being well intended when they think of you as a woman and say like well you should meet with uh, 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 the girls, and you should meet with, you, you should, you, you, you got to talk to Sarah Silverman, and you got to talk. You know, you're connecting those dots yeah. and going like, yeah, and, they're trying to figure out what the best, uh, what's going to be the highest probability of you getting the job. But you know? while you're connecting those dots, you, what you're not doing is saying, oh, also the most sought after writing job, uh, you should also will submit you for that too. That might be part of the problem. Um. It, uh, it, I, I, this brings up a really, really provocative, like hypothetical, because I, 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 I here's the here's the reason why I'm liberal. It, it's because I'm a narcissist and an elitist, and I want equality as soon as possible because I want before I die it to be acknowledged that I was the most talented person in the world and had no fucking advantage. And that is a great reason for, you know, like, like I, I want the fairest playing field ever. Um, and, and, and so I think about this stuff a lot, having been a showrunner and like having to staff up and like, there should be a system at this point. Shouldn't there theoretically, if our objective is 
meritocracy, for instance. It should be very possible at this point to have a blind system. Like, but it's not. There's no it, because here's the because of the systemic way that this country is built and operates. There's no way because even if you do the thing, of well, you're like, talking about access. Like, yes, I'm talking about access. I'm talking about opportunity, and I'm talking about who the choosers are. Because right, that's right. the thing. All the ninety percent of the the guys who get to choose who's best are like you. You know, white dude, Thank like you. <laughs> in their 40s like uh, you know and uh, th- th- i mean th- that's as special as you are dan thank you <laughs> like you know most showrunners are going to have a certain kind of life experience and they grew up a certain way they have a certain type of sense of humor the certain kind of thing appeals to them and if they're all around the same age you know a certain type of aesthetic a certain kind of humor and there's a certain t- and people like People feel comfortable around people who are like them and understand them, you know? And so if those are the guys who, uh, by and large, are the only people who get to choose, I think this person is the funniest, this is what appeals to me the most, you're still going to get a very, very similar group of people. Right. Like, because... Like, I think I would choose very different people. Because because if you think the name on your cover sheet is suggestive, wait till you see... Everything in their brain. Right. Yeah. Which my, is the, my, my, I mean, my conceit about, yeah, about like growing up in yeah, anywhere in USA. Yeah, spec is a distillation of who you are as a person and as a writer and as a person who's funny. And you know? it's not a black writer's job to be so talented, quote unquote, that they successfully fool you into thinking they're white with their sitcom script about growing up in Syracuse. Yeah. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. I'm, because I'm, do you understand that I understand what you're saying? Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> because because yeah. I mean, I, 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 like, it's amazing. That, like you really I, I, you, you cut me off at like this. My brain started going to this place where I, and that that's kind of part of the danger, I think, represented is that I I'm starting to I start thinking I start applying my brain to this and I start going to this thing where I'm like, ah, you know, what would be perfect is if every human being had a serial number. And every writer um, was able to had equal access to submit a script and that you could click on this serial number and see the execution of their script that I, I think what it is, is that actually here's the thing is like in a world where everyone that got hired on Rick and Morty, for instance, had to do so by writing a spec for Rick and Morty, that might not be a bad idea. Like, it's not inherently flawed, except for the fact that you can't read 7 billion scripts, and therefore there is going to be a selection process, and then you zoom in on that, etc. However, the larger, or another important truth is, like, you don't hire people because they wrote a good spec script for your show. You hire people because they wrote a good modern family spec, or you hire people because they wrote a spec script of their own. And that's where we get into this interesting conversation, I think, where... If you're, it's like, okay, I'm a young black writer. Um, I'm 25 years old and I just, I wrote the spec script and it's about growing up in, 
Oh, here we go. Yeah, no. Here we fucking, go. Like, this is the podcast where I get to say this shit and just put my foot in my mouth. I'm 25 years old. I'm a black male screenwriter. I'm a really funny and I'm a really good writer. And I grew up in Harlem. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm not going to bother trying to sound fuck, like I know shit. I grew up in, this is about me growing up in Harlem in my black apartment complex. And these are my black neighbors and my black family. And it's, it's unmistakably urban and, and, and diverse in its point of view. It's not Kevin can wait. It's like so black and so fresh and so funny. Like that's, that, that's another thing that's, that, that, that's very interesting to me about TV writing is, yeah, it's, it's, we, we half the time we're talking about equality and meritocracy as if like, 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 oh, we're not, we're, you, you, people are being blocked out of the process, but they'd be so good at pitching jokes on this show and stuff. And, and it's just, you may as well be talking about like a factory job or, uh, or anything like elected office or something where it's like, and then there's a, but there's this other thing, which is like, when you're a writer, you are creating worlds. Your, your, your point of view is your product. It's not, it's, it's, and that works both ways where it's like, what if you were a 25 year old black writer that happened to grow up in, uh, an empirically black world and you were also just a good fucking joke writer because you grew up glued to your TV and your joke sensibility was absolutely just sort of objectively refined like a, an oiled trap and it really was because television itself purports to be race blind. You were just like this savant and happened to be black. Um, is that diversity when that person gets in your room if all they are is a person whose skin color is different, but just writes jokes like a machine. Yes, because no matter what, that person knows what it feels like to grow up black in a white dominant world, you know. And so they have the experience of growing up like that, that but they what, bring into but the But how room. do we know that person? But, I'm, <laughs> I, but, you know, I'm conjuring a character yeah. here. I'm saying, like, sure. think about the And I'm not talking about twofer from 30 Rock where, oh, I went to Harvard and I had rich parents. I'm talking. Sure. I'm, I, I grew up poor and black and I, I – I, I, but, but – I was raised by the television and I'm like Abed and community. Like I'm like a genius at writing TV period. So, okay. I'm, I'm hiring that black writer. Like, have I achieved any diversity at all? If all that person has already, uh, all they've done is assimilated before we hired them. Well, here's the thing. Like, we're, we're, okay, we're talking about two different things right now. One is, uh, like, how is about the question of diversity on TV, which I feel like you really can only solve if you have the people at the top, the choosers, you know, uh, be diverse. If, if not 95% of showrunners, show creators look like you, um, if, you know, half of them were people of color or women, that, I mean, because it has to be a top-down thing. You can't insert one person who, in a position of relatively low power in the writer's room and expect that to make these, like, show-wide and industry-wide changes. Like, the only way you can do that is from the top down. Like, the, the boss of the show, the, the person whose vision it is, has to be – the vision has to be – the vision you're trying to achieve has to not be the same white male vision that it's always been, you know? And somebody who grew up on television is trained to uh, 
think of themselves and look at things from the perspective of a white male protagonist because that's always the star. That's always the protagonist. It's a white man, you know, always straight too. Like that's always been the thing. So like I, I was in a, I was, I was, I was a, a head writer uh, and I, uh, and when we were staffing, it was going to end up being all women in the writer's room. And uh, one of the EPs asked, like, maybe, like, would it be valuable to have one male perspective in the room? And, you know, I, I just, but I, and I said, look, like every single woman who's ever been in a writer's room has, <laughs> has a been, male perspective. <laughs> has, yeah, has been trained from day one yeah. of watching television to understand how to write from the male's perspective. That's all they've been like trained to do. So no, d- didn't need one, you know, because we've all been trained to do it. And also, like, I think, you know, I think the male-dominated writer's room could take one fucking hit, you know? Yeah, I also, I mean, and uh, I don't know if this is the, is, the, is this an evolution of this conversation or just a huge derailment? But the, you, what, you're, what you're talking about there, like, gets to the heart of this thing of, like, um, these Nazis, like, waving their tiki torches and their polo shirts, like, they're... They're pretending or actually believe to have they're, they're having a reaction to what they believe is an oppressive diversity movement. And the thing you see over and over and over again are these equivalency arguments. So we're leaping from like white privilege that no one's acknowledging ever happened to um, a perceived dynasty of fucking oppressive diversity movement now we're seeing a reaction to a perceived oppressive diversity movement that was a reaction to a perceived privilege that never happened in the minds of the person so you have a 20 year old kid wearing a polo shirt waving a tiki torch shouting hitler shit in that kid's brain what he's thinking is um why am I just, I just got born and why am I already, what, why you mean, well, how come you could be black proud, but I can't be white proud? And, and so, and, and that, that goes this thing of like, when you say that you were working on this show and it's like, oh, by default, we're going to end up with an all female writer's room. Should we bother to have a dude in there? The answer is, eh, not necessary. Um, my, I'm safe and sound, so I immediately go, yeah, fucking A. Like, why would you force yourself to have a fucking dude in the in that writer's room? But, but I also would say, why would you force yourself to have a woman in there? However, then, sub asterisk, the answer is, because there's never any fucking women anywhere. It, 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 and, and so sometimes you have to force it. I, I, so, so it, 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 but, but it's, it's like, uh, there's, there's like three braids and one is just this general thing of like equal opportunity for everybody, equal access, like any kind of job that, that this person can have, like everybody should have equal access to that job. And then there's this other thing in our job, which is that our job is to create images that get projected on a TV and that alter the consciousness of the fucking drooling plebes watching it. So you have characters, actors, and then you get into animation. It's like, oh, it's just a voice. Well, it's Dr. Wong. Well, that doesn't mean, is it more racist? I assume? Like, I, I, my mind yeah. is... Well, I mean, a good rule of thumb is white people, you don't ever get to tell people of color what is and isn't racist. Like, that's the rule of thumb. Just... That's your like WWJD bracelet is. I think that's a totally fine rule of thumb, and like I said, I'm safe and sound, and so it's like <laughs> it's it's guy it's guys like me that that immediately can say, 
Fucking A. That sounds like a great rule of thumb. Question number 69 for the Army. Can we have fun? Yeah, of course. Evan always think us Army lot are like, like robots. But there's plenty of jokers amongst us. I've definitely picked up my bacon to find it full of rocks. And then there's others that will give you a crack and hug when you need it. You don't have to stop being you. Just be you in uniform. The Army is recruiting now. To have your questions answered and find where you belong, search Army Jobs. I'm curious... Like it's like I'm trying. I want to. I'm going to activate the racist simulator sure. the, the, in my head. It's it's not that hard. Don't let me convince you that it's <laughs> buried that deep. The it, it. I think it comes down to the slippery slope fallacy. Everyone, uh, humanity's problem is the slippery slope fallacy. Humanity's problem is that it assumes it extrapolates too much. It it, it projects too much. It because white people who aren't safe and sound here um let's proceed along this lines let's let's do this let's break this ice up using this technique and the white brain the well-intended sometimes white brain that ends up actually uh being on the wrong side of history is doing it because they're perceiving a slippery slope they think that if you uh, institute a policy of Let's break this up. Let's break this cycle. Let's take a second look at some women's scripts. Let's try a little harder to um, uh, make sure that, that that there's diversity in whatever context. Th- they immediately go, um, oh, where does that end? That ends with me being a slave. That ends with me being shut out. That ends with me being outbred, out-supped, out real estated out uh, everything like uh, and and that is an easy thing to say when you're broke yes because on some level they understand that that means that we are basically if what we're saying is true that means they have to admit that with all the systemic and i'm not talking anecdotal or personal experience but with these all the systemic advantages they have they couldn't do shit with it mm-hmm. you know and they couldn't succeed and that goes back down to that's back to them and then the other side of the coin is that people who are successful or are comfortable don't ever want to acknowledge that they might have had a slightly easier way of getting it done than somebody else like the analogy would be like imagine like uh you're five feet tall and you have a friend who's six five and you live together in a house and there's like a you for some reason you 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 keep your coffee on the highest shelf in the cabinet right and so your six foot five roommate Every day just walks over, opens the door, reaches up, gets the coffee and can make the coffee. But you, you guys don't have a stepladder. You have to go to your neighbor, borrow a stepladder, bring it back, use the stepladder, climb up and then get the coffee. And you say to your roommate, like, hey, you know, it's a lot easier for you to get that coffee than for me. And for your roommate to immediately get defensive and be like, how dare you? I opened that door myself. I reached up to that shelf myself. I got the coffee myself. How fucking dare you? Like, 
why how dare you say that i didn't earn that coffee and you're like and where was your passion for equality when Obama had that <laughs> had that ride that I couldn't even get on? <laughs> yeah, and because so, I was over six feet tall. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, and exactly, and it's like, look, you're not losing anything by acknowledging that because you were bo- you were six five, you were able to get the coffee easier than it is for me, a short person who had who doesn't have a step stool, and I had to go bar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it doesn't cost you anything to fucking admit that, and 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 it makes you look so fucking defensive and insecure and ridiculous and you're basically just being a huge entitled dick and that's the thing is that i think that all these guys who feel that something is being taken from them like it's because they've been uh entitled and privileged for so long that equality feels oppressive to them because well, i kind of want to i mean i want i'm not trying to i, I feel bad i'm interrupting you because like that was an amazing analogy but i i just want to like I want to blunder into it and, and uh, because, um, we're talking about guys that will interrupt you and say, but I'm not six feet tall. Right. That's the thing. Like, like, like that, that's the problem is that in your metaphor, they won't acknowledge the, the height. They won't, they won't, you're talking, because you're talking about an empirical measurement of privilege that's very easy to observe objectively. Yeah. And, um, and, and, you're talking to people who I, I, I'm trying to I'm trying to use your metaphor because what we're really talking about because you're talking about me when you say that the six foot guy <laughs> who can reach the coffee and actually that six foot guy is like looks at your five foot ass and goes like hey man I'm a big fan like I can't believe like, 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 if I put if I put the coffee on the floor will you say I'm a good person um, will you say I'm shorter uh, um, and, and because I can afford that because I I because it's a choice because for you. I know my height and yeah. I know and I and, I, and it's profited me and i'm like down to clown um it, it, we're talking about then in that metaphor um i don't know like what sure what, it's, it's, like it's a, like it's like a six it's like two, it's like say you're both it's two six foot tall guys but what but you have to that guy has to be on his tippy toes to reach and the other guy has some fucking tendon issue where he can't be on his tippy toes <laughs> he's like well we're both fucking six feet tall but i can't reach it as easily as you yeah well there you go therefore there's no such thing as height difference right or so, yeah, yeah somebody has spent spent 20 years of their life pumping iron and so they actually even though they look good in their selfies they can't reach the fucking coffee yeah because they made bad choices because <laughs> because somebody convinced them yeah. that uh, being tall is great and you just got to pump yeah. up or and- someone cut their fucking Achilles tent you know like and they can't they can't they just can't do it but they should have been able to because they were born six feet tall and then to complicate matters you have believe it or not mm-hmm. some of you people who are not uh, white like me <laughs> I- I'm going to shock you with this within the white community. There are all these different kinds of white people, and some of them really hate each other because some of them didn't go to Harvard, and some of them did, and some of them like grew up in the Midwest, and some of them grew up on the East Coast, and and there's like uh, like the amount you know how white people are like all into being Irish versus Scottish versus you know like we've celebrated like white Americans were like oh my god you're the Polish guy the fuck and they're all like just regular people like we have the ability to focus in on that shit and like I I consider myself such a fucking unique champion and underdog that is exactly Exactly why the first time these words like privilege and things started coming at me, I reacted exactly the way some of my least favorite people are reacting. Because I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. After I beat all of these Yale and Harvard and Stanford dicks who didn't earn shit, whose daddies were rich and bought them their fucking careers, where I 
earned it from a fucking shitty lower class middle uh, living room like 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 from milwaukee i fucking learned my shit and like worked hard and was not only that born talented as fuck <laughs> are you kidding me? you're telling me i'm not nice enough to chinese women <laughs> fuck you you know uh, like, like that would be I, great if you were specifically only not nice to chinese women <laughs> but like all other races you were totally cool with. uh but yeah and it's i i, I think i think i think the shift for me was when i started staffing because i as a poor white screenwriter who would receive writers guild magazines that were printed with my money that i couldn't afford to give them um, that I was bound to give them because I was a Writers Guild writer, and I get these hardcover fucking magazines that clearly cost a lot of money to print, and on the cover be Joss Whedon smirking in his sweater, and and then there would always be like an article in there that would be like a diversity report card for this show or that show. I'm a I'm a writer. I'm 25 years old. I I haven't I have no experience in the industry at all. I throw the magazine across the room and shout about. I was like the fuck is my union focusing on diversity for when it's hard enough to recognize a good writer from a bad writer that was my i was like and i didn't if you hooked me up to a polygraph at that moment and said are you racist or misogynist i would say no and i would pass i i was because i didn't i i would i would in fact say you could then ask me do you in fact like do you want equality and i would say yes and i would pass because of what i said before which right. is that i want because you genuinely believe it i genuinely believe that i'm talented as fuck mm-hmm. and that i deserve a better car and and a, and, a, and a bigger garage and a bigger house and more free time and more cool ranch doritos and a longer life than everyone that's less talented than me now like, but, but, but qualifying that by saying, I don't want anybody to die sooner than me or have a smaller garage, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, I feel more important. I feel like I struggled. I feel like I. Yeah. And it doesn't take away from the fact that all of that is true. You know what I mean? Acknowledging that there is an unfair, unbalanced system and, and a racist system in place. It doesn't take away from the fact that you did work really hard, that you started, but it's just, it's systemic versus personal. And I think that's the problem is that people can't separate systemic racism with anecdotal racism. That's, that's you know? why it's like, so I go from that guy and I get my own show. And, uh, I, and then I, and I say, give me the best scripts from the best writers and i get them from two agencies and it's they're all white dudes yeah now that's, that's something you. my 25 year old self if you told him every single script that you get from a prospective writer uh, when you're staffing your network comedy is going to be a white male i wouldn't have believed you i would have i would have said that's not true you can very and, and, and so it, it, there was a and I don't think those agencies were racist. I don't think, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's like a firing squad where there's one blank in the gun. I don't think anybody along any of those lines at this point is actually going, let's further the racist agenda. I think what there is, is like momentum from our grandpappies who founded Hollywood. And, and, and it's just now that is why then I realized I had that epiphany. Someone has to break this cycle and it's not going to be a black girl who is currently in sixth grade. She's not going to write a letter to the president and say, certainly not to this. President. There should be more black writers <laughs> on community yeah. and have the president like issue an edict. It is 
it is only me that is going to change this. It won't be the president of NBC. It will not yeah. be anybody yeah. but me alone. Yeah. Although it is on the president of all these networks to change. They're the ones who have the most power to change it. It's like, cause, you know, when we talk about like, did on the last episode, did we talk about kind of, uh, like the girls controversy when the girls, when the first season came out and like people, you know, shit all over Lena Dunham because they were like, she, you know, the whole show's white and there aren't any people of color. I mean, I, I thought it was very unfair the way everybody was targeting her because it's like, oh, did we just conveniently disregard the entire history of television being like all white? Like, why all of a sudden when Lena Dunham makes a show, do people suddenly go like, what? Now, wait a minute. Why are, why is the entire cast white? Like, that's every fucking TV show in the history of TV. I mean, we should replace and, baseball with attacking Lena Dunham. Like, it is so, our favorite pastime. Yeah. And, and, and also the other thing is it's like, I don't, don't force Lena Dunham to put, to tell stories. I I don't want to. I don't want Lena Dunham to tell the story of like an immigrant Chinese person. That's not her story to tell. You <laughs> know, the show's called Girls, yeah. and also it's like yeah, there's an implicit thing there. Yeah, yeah. Go. Well, yeah, go ahead, it's so. about her. It's about it's about her life. Like that's that's what you do. Like when you're a show creator, it's probably it's a reflection of your perspective and your POV. And her POV is like you know middle to upper middle class white women in in New York. Like that's her story. You know, I don't want her to tell stories. Of people so now of color. apply that to the Goldbergs. The, but like yes so like that's his you know this is about his family and it's it's not his fault that his family is white and that's what the show is about but it is the fault of the people who keep only giving white people shows Mm -hmm. and only letting white people tell stories what if what if goldberg said i want only jewish not i i want female writers because i had uh, sisters and a mom so i want their perspective but all Jews, because I'm a Goldberg. The show is called The Goldbergs. It's about my family and my life. It's about Jewish writers. Like, what if, what if he was like selective that way? <laughs> that I mean, we would we would be like, that's naughty. <laughs> well, yes, and it's also illegal to discriminate based on religion <laughs> in hiring practices. So there's also that. But like, you know, like, but I mean, I think that that's the that's why there's so much resistance in like a lot of writers' rooms to diversify because like the guy at the top is repli- just basically replicating himself you know and you need the person at the top to have a different pov for the show to reflect a different pov and for that to be important you know yeah. like i like my absolute favorite show of last year was atlanta but like can you imagine like you know like fucking chuck lorry getting the uh, the pilot of atlanta as an original spec like He's not going to be hiring him for, for his show if he read mm-hmm. that, you know? I haven't watched it yet. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Let's just end this now, then. No, <laughs> probably, good. Well, how long have we been going? Oh, my oh, God. That, over oh, yeah. an hour. Jesus. Yeah, no. I, I, and I, I heard reports, like, through the grapevine. Um, that, yeah, no. Donald, uh, he had a very difficult time staffing up because, basically, he he needed to convert a lot of uninitiated writers in order to have a community around him, people in the writer's room that he was comfortable creating that world with it involved a lot of uh, departing from the normal system that's like the classic example it's like why should donald glover have to work so hard to get the people that are that he can open his heart and mind to in his writer's room um the answer is well because the system not evil has a color to it 
it, it, it's 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 by default. I don't know if the word is whiter because I have no idea. I haven't watched Atlanta and I don't know what Donald's thing is. All I heard was that it's like it was a little. You know, he had he had people that he trusted and wanted to work with and collaborate with. Well, for instance, like his brother, I think is like mm-hmm. technically green in the in in the field and now has an Emmy. But but like. It's it, it, there's a, there's a systemic momentum. It's like a network that whose job is to protect its interest, a studio whose job is to protect its money. They'll they'll say to you like, no, 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 it doesn't work like that. You have to pick from this crop of writers. That crop of writers, then, not because the studio is racist, but because whatever else, that crop of writers is white, and I assume male. We would probably do as well to get some statistics about like how many female writers there are and how many, you know, et cetera. But, um, it, 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 it that reservoir then exists and it's like, yeah, I don't know. I'm beating a dead horse. I, I it's, it's, it, it, you're a white dude showrunner. You're one of many white dude showrunners. Like th- there is a little, if you could just take like a little bit of accountability and be like, you know, I, I somebody's got to put a, put a, a little bit of money in the bank account of the future by saying, I'm going to quote unquote force myself to uh, make sure that the default, which is at me ending up in a room full of white dudes, like talking about pickup basketball games, like, like that, that doesn't happen as if with, with maybe you disagree with this, but if the show's about white dudes playing pickup basketball, then it's okay. But also, but are they existing in a world of only white people? Like, right. do we never, ever see any non-white people on the show? That's the other thing. It's, I mean, if I know, said, well, let's say, I don't know, let's say yes, because the pitch of the show is honestly, I'm just, I'm just trying white to create. I- it was White Man Island. It's literally like a bottle <laughs> episode, like a, a bottle show where it's like you literally, that's part of the style of the show is that it's always five. Let's say the title of the show is five white dudes playing pickup basketball. And mm-hmm. let's say also that in the Bible for the show and as established in the pilot, they literally never leave the basketball court at the local gym and no one ever comes in. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. You're you're talking about this like it's hypothetical and what I'm telling you is that's pretty <laughs> that, much that's every fucking that's television. <laughs> well, no, but I'm when you understand what I'm trying to say? I'm trying to say like what I'm trying to say is um to these guys who say like what about white pride? Why is that technically racist? Yeah. It's like, well, it well because White people are proud already. <laughs> well, no, it's <laughs> and... the imbalance of power. White people are in power, you know? Look who, look at who runs the country. Like, look at, look at the majority of everyone in positions of power. And not just in politics. Look at everyone who's a CEO, who's a president, who's your boss. Like, it's all white. Like, this country was built by white dudes murdering and enslaving people who don't look like them in order for them to live comfortably and happily and create a system that ensures that they can continue to be dominant. And so, therefore, that's why, because there's an imbalance of power. I'm just swelling with pride. Right <laughs> Your See, that's it. White pride is that easy. I just listen to it. <laughs> yeah, just fucking live, and that's white pride. I mean, we have a gift. <laughs> we know. We create Thanksgivings wherever we go. <laughs> Like we make holidays happen. We're, we we could we could we could take a, a a pagan solstice and turn it into a Christ myth. Like we're we're great. We're talented at global leadership, fame, just, fortune, just weaponry. The swell of white pride that's uh, emanating. I love being white. I'm so proud of my my master race because it, 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 they're so smart. We're so smart and so gifted, and that is why we're all whining. 
about. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because you're not used to because pe- you know, in the, like women and people of color are from day one are born into a world where they are told constantly you can't have this and you can't have that and this isn't for you and that isn't for you and white di- white guys aren't and so when as adults they're told hey this one thing isn't for you they're like well, well, well how dare you everything like how dare you say something isn't for me everything is for me you know like like let's talk about real quick uh confederate on hbo like oh. the the fucking sp- i mean this is real quick but just the fucking sputtering of like oh give it a chance you should judge a show by its merits but it's like but here's the thing when i saw that announcement to me that just reeked of the entitlement of thinking everyone's story is for you to tell of the, you know yeah and well, not every story belongs to you i don't I don't, I don't know anything about that except for the headline which is that that's the show that the game of thrones guys uh pre- are, that, that their name is on it and that uh, they created it. That it's a what if the the South won the Civil War, right? Yeah, and if this weekend is any indication, it's not really fiction what they're making, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I well, I'm, I'll, I'll uh, God, I mean, we're seventy four minutes into all right, our all right, podcast. All right. Well, this is the, let's we table save this? that. Let's save this. Let's because save this. I, yeah, because I hit this. speed bumps there, and I, I want that to be part of the podcast. Like, I don't want to yeah. just like sell out and virtue signal, as my enemies call it. Like, I, I, I do want to because I. I have a feeling you're gonna, <laughs> you'll lead me to the water. But I want to be honest <laughs> when I'm thirsty. You know, yeah, like I yeah, want, I want to be, I want to, no I want to go like, honest. no, wait a minute, why is that show like, yeah. what, what, what's the f- fucking deal? Also, another thing, the ACLU shit that 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 happened yeah. because of the Charlottesville thing. Like, I got in a fight with my girlfriend about that because it's like, it's it, I, yeah, but it, I, I think it's like we, we're we, we should. Okay, <laughs> let's wrap should, it up. I guess we should pinch this, this yeah, this turd, this, uh, this progressive loaf. Um, uh, so so what what have we learned? <laughs> <laughs> that Dan is very proud to be white. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, uh, I, I mean, I, yeah. We keep. We're. we're, we're I think we're just going to keep circling this topic of what, um, what people are supposed to do when they're staffing shows, what people are supposed to do when they're writing on them, etc. Like, I don't mind that that is a thing that possibly will never. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're not going to be like, oh, we addressed that in episode yeah, three done. and finished it. Like, I think we're going to keep coming back to that. I think that. Uh, like uh, I, 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 there was some. I, I, I'm trying to picture the fan of this podcast, what they look like, <laughs> what their lifestyle is. Like I don't know who it is that is enjoying listening to this. Yeah, maybe they'll tell us. Yeah, I mean, let's wait and see because we're banking these episodes right now. But but like, yeah, I kind of, I'm kind of like, this is either the best or the worst. But like, what if we had 300 people that listened to it and they were all like really specifically fucking enthralled? What if it that was great. yeah, exactly 50 percent white guy in his 40s and 50 percent <laughs> Asian woman in we their 30s? We meet all our fans and it's like a perfect <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> split. We have um, uh, Whiting Wong's con and. Uh, yeah. And it's exact. They, they're not yeah. married couples. No, they're, no, 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 no. They're all separate individuals <laughs> who don't know each other. <laughs> no, okay. I yeah. No, I love that idea. I would love if and that if, happened. And if there's only 300 of them, that's perfect too. Because I'd rather. Yeah. I. I mean, I fucking look. If I want to make a hit, I'll make a hit. <laughs> I'm white. Yeah, I'm white. The fucking shit hits. <laughs> um, okay, so we have an email. We're whitingwongs at gmail. I feel like I need to spell that out. <laughs> yeah. It's W-H-I-T-I-N-G-W-O-N-G-S at gmail.com. So write to us if, I mean, you know, like, whatever. You, I, I don't have to tell you 
<laughs> what your options are. I, I, I guess, mansplain how I guess, email works. Just like, like my hopes are like like um, you know I don't know like like do you I, I, I don't want your meh comments. I I, I like oh, it'd be better if you like fuck off. But if it enrages you, if the podcast enrages you. I actually would like to hear from you as much as if the podcast is like fucking like makes you feel like you're walking on sunshine, like because those are things that we can talk about. I can't we can't sit here and talk about how you wish that Dan talked less or I don't know. Like if I fuck your fucking notes about uh, fuck you, you piece of shit. You're preemptively yeah. getting mad at hypothetical I emails. Feel, tr- I want their fingers to tremble with a little bit of like justifiable <laughs> fear before emailing me about <laughs> shit that I make. In my off hours <laughs> with my Chinese lady friend, she's here for you. No, but I, 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 yeah. And also in the future, we talked about this. Like, I, I think, I think, I think after a while, but not right away, we might want to have guests. Yes. And we don't just want to, I mean, hey, Shonda Rhimes, do you want to be a guest on our show? Great. <laughs> We're not going to deny you. But I also want to say, like, if you are in LA and, you you're you're not necessarily a famous showrunner or a successful uh writer of color i think it would be interesting to hear from the uninitiated w- wantful if that's a word like writer of color who's like i want to hear that perspective i don't want you to leap at that because you think you'll get a job by being on the podcast. Yeah, well, let's I'd... just say that if you come on the podcast, you're guaranteed to not get a job with Dan. <laughs> right. No, I, I, but I do really want to hear that. What, what it's like to be a 25-year-old or 40-year-old, like, um, yeah, uh, writer of color, maybe f- yeah, female writer of not color. Is that what white people are? Writer of not color? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the official term. <sighs> I talk too much. All right. Well, thanks for listening. So don't say that in your fucking email. (laughs) I already said it. You can't deprecate the self-deprecating, you fucking gross piece of shit. Okay, that's a good time to say goodbye. I'm just talking to the viewers, not you. I know. Okay. You looked at me like I was talking to you. No, I was trying to pinch this loaf Oh, okay. All right. This has... These... Wongs have have been been whited. whited! <laughs> <laughs> it's a good show.